I've got a giant, pulsating, unexplained phenomenon. The queen is a lizard. I've left bloodstains on the carpet. Top 10 saddest anime deaths. Why don't you come and explain this cryptid? Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed. I've got an unexplained sighting to show you. I'm feeling Illuminati. Give me another mystery, Daddy. Oh, this goes all the way to the top. It's a conspiracy. I've never been to school. Oh no, all my theories are leaking out of me. Ah! Those leaks are gonna ruin the upholstery. to the world's most invigorating, exciting and revealing podcast. This is Sticky Leaks. It's a podcast where me and my confidant, James Angelica Collins, uh, reveal some of the world's biggest mysteries. Um, And we solve them for you via our queer lens. We've got a queer sticky film all over us that we are using to refract the truth of some big conspiracies, murders, mysteries, unexplained sightings, and cultural phenomenons. Um, my name's Amy, and I have got a BSc in being a legend, and this is my co-host, James. I don't like to be introduced in that way. <laughs> I don't like you to front end it with you being a legend. I'm a legend. I am, though. I'm a legend. I can see a blue sky out my window and I'm feeling fine. Um, how are you, Amy? Wait, I want to I want to introduce a new segment where I say, um, what's the word, Amy nerd? Fuck. <laughs> and it's like a nice way of asking you how you are, but it's a rhyme. Oh, right. I thought you were bullying me for being a nerd. Oh, I will. Which... Literally everything, every time I open my mouth and communicate with you, I am doing that. So it's nothing new. <sighs> Well, I'm fine. I've got sunburn from spending an afternoon outside my house for the first time in five months. Uh, feeling pretty salty about it. Um, yeah. Other, other than that, I'm I mean, literally just existing. I was with you that day and it wasn't particularly... We were in coats and it wasn't particularly mm. sunny. And do you have... What's your nationality? I was just going to ask you if you have Irish skin, if that's a thing. Um, But I don't know why I've never asked you that question before. I'm really uninterested in you, aren't I? Yeah, I know. And it pains me because I'm literally the world's most interesting person. Mm. Um, I don't actually... So I am a... I think I'm an eighth Welsh, which means that I'm allowed to be horrible about Wales because it is the land of my ancestors. Um, I'm also a bit Irish as well. Um... My See, that'll do it. There's biology for you. Nana. Yeah, because Irish. Um, but my mum's actually just recently um, ordered an Ancestry DNA kit um, for her mum. Because by her logic, she was like, well, I'll know where half of mine comes from, so I don't have to pay for my own. So, <laughs> we'll... <laughs> but I thought your mum would be more discerning about that stuff, because it's all about like selling your DNA to the government, isn't it? Like, yeah, she isn't doesn't she care, more... though. I would have thought she would have cared. Oh, fair enough, yeah. 
Because I'm she's... I'm exactly the same. I'm more narcissistic than I am cautious. Mm. And I'd so love am to know. I think. I'd love to know where my little squiggles came from. Yeah, like what would happen if you just like discovered that you were secretly really interesting, rather than <laughs> just being from England. I'm not just from England. I'm from England and Scotland. I'm a double. <laughs> I'm half and half. Don't take that away from me. That's the only <laughs> interesting bit of nationality I have. You little freak. Rather than me from <laughs> Wales, who are you on about? Pink skin. I know. To... <laughs> Amy, to don't fair. come for me. I will I will come over there. I'll Ooh! march my way to Maidenhead. You'll in, march in over my... Hadrian's wall. And come <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> I spent most of my childhood dangling around that little wall, I'll have you know. Before you weren't allowed to climb on it. God, I clambered all over that little bitch. That little sucker. I did. cans of iron brew at me. Oh, I was going to buy an iron brew just now, but I bought Pepsi. Um, My favourite drink. You're not Scottish then, are you? Well, I do drink iron brew on the reg anyway, so don't take that away from me either. Pepsi's my English side. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm just having a moment, all right? Leave me alone. All right, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Um... So I've heard that you've got a mystery for me today. Yeah, I do. Um, I do have a mystery. I was going to have a like, little thumb through QAnon and then I was like, oh my God, it's just, I I feel like as a society, we're not ready to hear more about Donald Trump or paedophilia at this, yeah, at no this juncture. I feel like we just, I just couldn't be bothered really, really. Like, I think we all kind of know what's going on. We can always do P- QAnon later. And we can invite our friend of the pod, Annie Kelly, on, who is a QAnon smasher. What does she do? She yeah. does QAnon stuff. I mean, I friend, so. friend of the pod, Annie Kelly, a girl we went to uni with and I haven't seen in many years, but I do uh, think is great and I think a bit of a legend and actual celebrity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Writing a book about it and everything. Blue tick. I think, I think she got has got a blue tick. Oh my God, our well. blue tick friend. <laughs> I do love associating with a blue tick. Uh, to be fair, we should have blue ticks, except we've both I mean, got private profiles because uh, we chat so much shit. Um. <laughs> I only recently went private. I, don't, I can't remember why. I think I was like having a go at someone or I don't know. I, pro- I don't know. Post a we, bunch of ACAB stuff, probably. We, and we at the same time. Darren Grimes again. Uh, I, my ultimate nemesis, Darren Grimes. I'm going to be the one that kills him. And I, I don't, don't want... doubt that. <laughs> I don't want that to come off as a death threat even though it directly was, but I do want to kill him, personally. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. I think, yeah. uh, to be honest, I don't think you'd be locked up for that. No, I don't either, because like, even the right doesn't like, like him. Victoria Cross. <laughs> well, I don't, actually, I don't think I'd want the Victoria Cross, thank you very much. Yeah, but, like, no, there's nothing better than being offered, like, a knighthood and then turning it down. Oh, yeah, or a Pride of Britain award, which I probably would get. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So I've gone for, like, a little light, a light, fun, sexy mystery this week. Um, one that I think about quite a lot anyway. And I, yeah, I think one that you're going to find quite compelling, actually. So do you have any, I, I haven't given you any hints, actually. What do you think I've I've gone and doxed this week? Um, so it's light, fun and sexy. So it can yeah. either be about me. Um, or you're not doing Avril Lavigne, are you? How the fuck did you know that? <laughs> did I get that right? You got, how did you get that in one? <laughs> oh my God. I am where so did, smart. Where did that come from? Christ. Where did, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'm doing that. 
All right. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> how the fuck did you get that right? I okay. don't know. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know. I th- I'm just so intelligent. I'm, well, if, I'm an empath, James, so, you know. All right, cool. Well, if you're so intelligent, guess her exact birth date and tell me her star sign, which is up top, beginning of what I've written, as me notes, as me research. <sighs> is she an air sign? Um, yes, she is. Wait, hold on one sec. Yes, she is. I'm just... Is she an cal- Aquarius? No. Ha, so you're not that clever. Okay. Libra. What is she then? I was gonna say Libra. I was gonna say Libra, but then I thought maybe when I said air sign, you were like, "Oh, I'm not sure." People always think Aquarius is our water signs. No, so I'm not that stupid, Amy. Aquarius. Well, I know that. I know that. I know that like the back of my hand. You, do, you I, I know more about Aquarius than you do. Don't, don't, don't come with yeah, me again. Fair. Um, fair. Aquarius is my sister sign. Thank you very much, as a Leo. Um, and your sister sign. And my sister's apostrophe sign. Yeah. But Libra is actually important here because it's about duality. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Think about it. Anyway, I'll just launch right in, shall I? Um, let's go to let's go to the origins of this little woman called Avril Ramona Levine, who was born in 1984 in Ontario, Canada. <gasps> what? 1984. <laughs> oh, the Maybe plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, She was named Avril, the French word for the month of April, by her father. So he's clearly a stupid man and and likely easy to trick, I've said. Because she's born in September. Why do you call her April? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And French. Where's the French come? Oh, I suppose. Is Ontario a French region of Canada? I don't think so. I think that's like Toronto, Uh... isn't it? It's like Quebec's the French bit. Yeah, I don't think Ontario's the... French bit, but it's all a bit French, isn't it? So, I mean, another strike against Mr. Levine. Clearly a stupid man, likely easy to trick. Um, so, okay, let, I'll give you a little blitz pass through our Avril's little life. So in 1999, age 15, she won a radio contest and performed on stage with Shania Twain, another Canadian uh, singing icon. And little Levine told her, quite arrogantly, I would say, I'm going to be a famous singer. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, You've got to love a girl with goals, haven't you? No, do you know what? She's a girl with goals. Um, in 99, okay, so actually that's the same year, um, she was discovered while singing some country covers at a bookstore. So some like producer turned up and some guy in A&R, which I know because I work in the music industry, stands for artists and repertoire, literally like bobbed along to this little bookstore for some reason and was like, okay, come to New York with me. In 2000, she signed a deal with Arista Records for $1.25 million uh, for two albums, important, um, and an extra 900000 for publishing advance. So they've invested a lot of money in this little 19-year-old Canadian chickie. So yeah, she like she's very well known for a high school skater chic. You know, that's her kind of image. She was, I mean, she was 19. She loved a little converse. She loved a little like, I don't know, a heavily lidded brow or what? I don't know what he would have. She was a she was an emo basically. She a little oh. skater emo. Oh. Um, she left school to focus on her music career. So she's like, not sorry. She wasn't nineteen. She was seventeen. Um, wait, no, she was fifteen. Sorry, I'm I'm like get, really getting ahead maths. of myself here. You're she good was at maths, aren't you? Fifteen. So 
so when she released Let Let Go, 2002, she was 17, becoming the youngest female soloist to have a UK number one um, at the time. And she reached number two on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Like, absolutely smashed it, to be to be fair. Let Go is a fucking smasher of an album. It's so good. I loved her when I was, like, must have been about, like, 13. She's not actually not that much older than us. She's, what, like, yeah, 1984. She's, she's pretty much, like, a month older than you, isn't she, really? I mean, but a couple decades. She's got a couple born... decades on me, but... <laughs> I was born in 1884, so, actually, she's a bit younger than me, but whatever. She, uh, just um, a little bit younger. Okay. I just... Yeah, I just remember being in, like, year eight and getting my first mobile phone, which was a Nokia 3310, that little light blue one. Um, Oh, I know it well. Don't worry about that. (laughs) And, like, um, looking up the code to make my own ringtones off the internet and, like, punching in the buttons to um, make Skater Boy my ringtone. Oh, my God, I remember you having to do that. Like, there was, like tutorials in like Miz magazine wasn't there of like what buttons yeah. to press to like generate the polyphonic noise yeah i was obsessed I, I, I used to do that with um crazy frog <laughs> oh my god actually once <laughs> a school trip get more annoying <laughs> oh like b- babes wait and see um yeah like i remember like being on a school trip once and my friend had a magazine that was like Texas number and sign up to Jamster to get the actual Crazy Frog song and I was like okay smash it and I had like 20 pounds on I just put 20 pounds pay as you go on my phone and I was like 9.99 is nothing to me as a teen <laughs> but it was um a 9.99 a week subscription to Jamster <laughs> and at the end of the school trip I had zero balance and I couldn't call my mum and I cried so there you go oh my god Jamster yeah, I, Jamster if, if I knew you as a teenager I'd call you Jamster <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised that wasn't like my first ever hotmail or something. Yeah, because that would be that's quite a good one. Also, it ended it's up, very you like a, yeah. like ridiculous amounts of like money for some pictures of celebrities. This is and very brown for you. Like a purposely annoying amphibian on a motorbike <laughs> screaming. Um, yeah, it was very me. I think I ended up with um, Jammy Bugger 07 as my first hotmail. <laughs> To be fair, also quite me. Mine was, uh, my first ever email address was amydrip at aol.com. Oh my God, that's so uh, you. You are a little drip. I know. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Because we had this like, <laughs> there was this like traveling science show that came to our primary school. Um, and you had to give in like five pounds to go on it. And it was called The Big Drip. Um, <laughs> and my mum put on the envelope, Amy brackets is a, and then Big Drip. Um, <laughs> as if as if school wasn't tough enough for me <laughs> my mother actually like stoked that pot of like bullying um i love that your mum so, was your primary bully as a child yeah of course she was she was a, a leo like raising a virgo child like obviously like it wasn't gonna go well was it i know so, literally as well because she was probably playing with fire there because you have a baby well you conceive a baby at a certain time aka around christmas and like like imagine a dartboard the perfect center you can have a baby who is a leo born between mid-july mid-august <laughs> but you know that's it's it's a risky game because you could end up either also being a cancer or a virgo if you're like oh like coming underbaked or overbaked you know and two of the worst signs in my opinion so you're really playing with fire there literally 
Yeah. Well, I was meant to be a Leo. <laughs> Fuck off. I was meant to be a Leo, um, but I was born late. And, um, born late. I knew, Forever I try knew hard. That... <sighs> Look, I just, I, just, <laughs> I just knew that I wasn't destined to be a fiery little dickhead and that I just wanted to do paperwork until the day I died. So, you know, absolutely ago. fair. I haven't looked back. Yeah. And I wish she would. Anyway, back to this poor lady's life. Um, so 2002, pivotal year. She, yeah, she got number one on the, the UK albums chart. By the end of 2002, her album, Let Go, was certified four times platinum by whatever company does that, um, making her the best-selling female artist of 2002 and Let Go the top-selling debut of the year. And then oh by 2003, it accumulated over a million sales in Canada, got a diamond certification, and... I think, and then like several years later, by 2009, it sold 60 mil- million units worldwide. And by 2018, wow. this, the album is certified seven times platinum, which is a shipment of over 7 million units in the US, which is pretty good going. She's done well with that. And then in 2003, it all went wrong. Gasp, pause, ad break. <laughs> Our great nation lost a hero. In February, the man, the legend, Captain Tom, succumbed to an illness he caught on an ill-fated package holiday. The nation has been mourning ever since, and many of our most passionate patriots will want to remember him with duty, grace and reverence. To streamline all of Captain Tom's well wishes, We are asking for everyone to take part in a big social movement. One that will send reverberations of love and solidarity to Captain Tom up in heaven. We're asking you to get your teats out for Captain Tom. At 8pm every Thursday night for the next 100 years, everyone must stop what they are doing and fling a teat out in solemn remembrance. Everyone who knew Captain Tom in life will attest that he loved nothing more than a set of teats. You'd often find him suckling gently on a big doughy mound, or gently nibbling a nip while he was doing his Sudoku in the morning. No matter the shape or size, Tom couldn't get enough of them. And so, inspired by the work of the late great ape Harambe, get your teats out for Captain Tom was born. It is the only fitting movement for a man who fought so bravely for this country. And Sticky Leaks listeners can get access to all of the resources they need to lop out a teat in memorial of Captain Tom by going to the website teatsoutforcaptaintom.nip. Here you'll be able to find a handy illustrated guide to choosing your top teat so you can pay him maximum respect as well as a wealth of exclusive content featuring Captain Tom nuzzling into a range of celebrity milkers before he died, including Cherie Blair, Lisa Scottley and the Queen Mother. So, this Thursday, remember to do your duty to our nation's greatest war hero and get your teats out for Captain Tom. All right, love. Mind if I butt in for a second? I won't be long, I promise. I'm Natalie Cassidy. You might remember me as the star of EastEnders and every gay man's Instagram account. I'm here today to tell you about my new service. You know what? 
We've all had a rough time recently, what with the panorama going on. So I'm here today to remind you that if you need someone to talk to, I'm here. If you've been going through it, just ring my new mental health hotline any time of the day or night, and I'll put the kettle on, and me and you will just have a bit of a natter. See if that doesn't make the world a difference. So if you're at your Natalie capacity, just call me on my personal mobile 07567 898 921 and you can tell me all about it. Alright now, I'm off. Go on, you go and put Gogglebox on, put your feet up, have a bicky, you've earned it. And we're back. <laughs> um, so, Thanks for our sponsors. Oh, honestly... Like, let's take a second to talk about capitalism. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Just wanted to put that out there. We've had so many really amazing people reach out. Like, thank mm. you so, so much. Um, mm. we're, we're actually recording this on the day of our premiere episode releasing to the public. Rave reviews so far. Very excited. The money has come rolling in. But yeah, thank you so much to those initial sponsors. Who were they? The Meat Company, Zoom, Maths and Ed Gein. I think. Yeah. Just a, just a, you know, an introduction to some of the people um, and organisations wanting to invest in good quality journalism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you if you at home are, are thinking, actually, I've got loads of money that um, I want to give to two upstart young queers, um, then get in touch with us and let us know. Give us some cash. And we might make you a little advert. You never know. Yeah, we'll put it. We'll slap it together. Slap some wheels on it. Slap some music behind it. Um, put it out there for the masses. Because I hear that the sale of meat's gone up like exponentially since that first episode re- was released mere hours ago. So we are trendsetters, if you will. Anyway, back to the content. <laughs> 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 um. So I'm sure you're aware of the theory behind Avril Lavigne. Amy, do you want to have a little go at, at, uh, at telling me about what that is then? So I actually, <laughs> I don't know a huge amount of it, about this, but all I do know is that there's a theory that Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by a double. Is that you are it? absolutely right. Yes. Mm. At only 18 years old in 2003, Avril was... Um, you know she was thrust into the spotlight she found paparazzi attention difficult to deal with as we all would at that age very hard thing to do meanwhile the record company hired an actress named uh melissa vandella and avril and melissa actually became fast friends i'm told and not only this um avril got melissa in the studio and taught her how to sing like her and the purpose of this was because avril found the whole thing quite overwhelming they could use melissa a kind of career actress to go around and like be Avril's double in public, get some pictures. The press would leave Avril alone. She could be elsewhere. I mean, it's like a sound thing, you know, I can understand why they do that. Pretty sure Trump did that with Melania and stuff, but for different reasons. Um, But yeah, so she take the heat off Avril. Um, She was, she'd even go walk the red carpet at events because of their uncanny likeness. So, yeah, it kind of allowed Avril to sort of take a step back and focus on herself, to be honest, because what was coming up was the sad loss of her granddad. So Avril is quoted as, you know, not being very close with her immediate family, but being very close with her granddad. And so this loss was very difficult for her to take. Um, 
apparently he died and she found out the news and had to go on stage like mere like like an hour later or something so and like was sort of like seen crying was very upset and very upset you know very kind of very traumatized by this whole experience kind of lost her main uh main supporter main safety net it's all very sad Aww, granddad dying bless her, bless her. Dead granddad club dead Can't granddad club she is now a member um but it goes on the theory goes on that this loss was a bit too much for avril to take uh, on top of everything else on top of the the newfound success avril sadly apparently took her own life but being something of a cash cow the record company was like okay this bitch signed a two album deal shouldn't get away that easily get melissa involved so melissa stepped up and replaced avril and completed the second album and then now masquerades in public as Avril Lavigne, but is actually Melissa. Oh. I know, the but plot happens. But would like, I'm thinking about like young tragic deaths, right? Mm-hmm. Like would would they not have made money out of her death anyway? Like Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got, you've got like other examples like Amy Winehouse, who was midway through an album and they sort of released that posthumously and yeah. kind of were, were like... I think it was called Lion, and then she she like it was like half recorded or something. They kind of completed it without her and did some unreleased demos, and obviously made some money off of that. But that's all Amy's output has been since her death. Whereas Avril's had quite the career since hers. So, you know, you got to kind of look at the money, mm. Amy. I wish for once that's you'd true. use your common sense and look at and follow the maths, follow the money. <laughs> but that's true. I'm very like short sighted about these things. I need to like learn to play the long game. You know. Exactly. So, and yeah. L.A. Reid, the the uh, manager of whatever record company I said earlier at the time, was like, "Na na na, let's get in, let's get into this." Because Avril's still releasing music to this day, I think. Is she? How long? I mean, like, she's done some recent stuff, but I can't actually remember when her last album was out, or if anyone cared I have about no it. No idea. It's kind of like Katy Perry, because Katy Perry still releases stuff, but just nobody cares. Mm. I bet, oh, she's probably a clone too. Well, there's a theory about Katy Perry that we should do in another episode. Oh, yeah, um, hold on to that. Yeah. I do like that one. Dredge that, <laughs> dredge that one up. Little teaser. I do. I love that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered what that one is. Yeah. <laughs> and a certain Louis Tomlinson as well. Get him involved. Oh, God. Maybe yeah. do a celeb bumper episode. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we should ex- expose every celebrity on the planet. Everyone's got me. muckies. Everyone's got a little mucky mystery in their pat in their um in their closet. Anyway, the bulk of uh this theory and the evidence for this theory come from a website called Avril Estemwater at blogspot.com. Um a Brazilian uh blogger site by this poor young lad who's very sensitive and was like, Do you know what? Let's get to the bottom of this. Um and he points to so he is the kind of the mastermind behind the Avril slash Melissa theory. And Whilst Avril was alive, she recorded the song "I'm with You," and Banger. he points to this as an, as a lot of evidence of suicidal thoughts. Because I mean, look at the lyrics: "I'm standing on the bridge, I'm waiting in the dark. It's a damn cold night, looking for a place to find a face. Is there anyone here? What do I know? Why is everything so confused? Maybe I just lost my mind. Things like that's mad. Really dark stuff, to be honest. I wouldn't want my kids listening to that. Um, yeah. Levine, surrounded by personal problems, had felt her life was no longer the same, he he writes. 
<laughs> By the way, this blog is fantastic. It's obviously translated from Portuguese because it's Brazilian. And the the pronouns change every sentence between he, she, and it. So often, so sometimes you'll be referring to Avril as it, and he calls it says it's Avril Lavigne, and then he calls Melissa Nova Avril, like new Avril, Nova which I love. Avril. Nova Avril, or Nova Lavigne. I'm gonna call my I'm gonna call my first child Nova Avril. I think it's a lovely name, actually. So one day she went home to sort of vent about her frustrations and she found the house empty and that's when she uh, committed suicide, apparently. Um, and it's it's difficult to... He's, he says it's difficult to see how many people could have been involved with this, but it would not be difficult to hide her death because there was currently, walking around, the perfect substitute for it, for her, a.k.a. Yeah. Melissa. Um, <laughs> he's written, The Avril lookalike would have been almost identical, but I said almost I will also show they are physically different, <laughs> despite being almost identical. After all, they look alike. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly a wild ride, this blog. It's very, like... Oh, my um, God. It's very noughties. It's all, like, dark Does imagery, it... like, different colour text. It's fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, does it does it look like it was made in the noughties? Like, is it... Absolutely. Has it got, like, a visitor number, like, yeah. counter at the bottom of it? And a guest book? <laughs> I should sign the guest book, shouldn't I? Um, you should. So basically, he says the whole this whole kind of scheme comes from the fact that because she had that two album deal, they were and she was a bit of a cash cow. They want to they wanted to take they wanted to make more money from her, so they were like, let's get Melissa involved. Avril is merely an idea, not a girl. Um, so <laughs> I describe myself as an idea, not a girl. <laughs> Fair. Um, so now we can look to evidence in the second album, which was partly written by Avril herself, partly written by Nova Avril slash the record company. So this was released after her death. He's pointed to the fact that it's a totally different CD from the first one. <laughs> from the style of the letters to the design of the cover and booklet. It is an isn't album full how, of... <laughs> what? Isn't that how albums work? Um, you'd think so, Amy, but no. Um... <laughs> It's an album full of subliminal messages apparently left by Nova Avril. <laughs> Let's take a look. Um, yeah. I mean, for one, it's called Avril Lavigne Under My Skin because she is literally under the skin of the other singer. <laughs> <laughs> and note that the name Avril Lavigne is written in black representing mourning. <laughs> <laughs> and Nova Avril itself, itself, it's is in so black. With a red clock, with a red cross on the shoulder, and the name of the under the skin is in red, so it's it suggests mourning and blood. So Nova Avril is clearly trying to send some hidden messages here because I'm sure she had complete artistic control over that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, especially if she was a stand-in and she wasn't even the real Avril Lavigne, her having complete sign-off on the album cover <laughs> art seems like a legit thing. <laughs> The CD booklet is totally obscure and sombre. <laughs> the Nova Avril poses for the photos with a sad and morbid expression, sometimes lying on the floor as if she wanted to say something. <laughs> like, okay, what, like, what year was this? Um, this was 2004. Right. Was anyone okay in 2004? Because I'm pretty sure every single picture I took of myself was doing exactly the same thing back then. It was a dark time for many of us. <laughs> it was, it, to be fair, it was GCSE, wasn't it? So. Exactly. Dif a difficult time for all. 
<laughs> I'd have made myself into a confusing and sombre album book inside a CD. And do you know what? If you were more famous, Amy, people would speculate about your death as well. So just be oh glad you're God. not. Yeah. To be fair, there probably are people speculating about my death out there just because I'm really bad at replying to people's like messages. Um, <laughs> so I just end up ghosting people by accident. I mean, so... you're you're going the right way to be Melissa right now. So oh sort God. that attitude out. So it wasn't just the style and the way that she dressed because uh, he, he points to the fact that old Avril wore um, Converse sneakers. New Avril prefers high heels. So that's very <gasps> different. Because old Avril would often be like, fuck girly girls, whatever. And new Avril's more than happy to put on a feminine piece of shoe wear. So again, you know, going against her very core values Mm. as a person. There was also the change in lyrics. The song Nobody's Home, uh, all written, just like unlike the first offerings from the first album, these lyrics are written in the third person. So her feelings she hides, her dreams she can't find. She's losing her mind. Why would you write that unless you were a clone? I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he says... I haven't got an explanation like, for that. Like, he I've says you really have to read between the lines person. here. Because <laughs> everything is quite subliminal, but um, that seems quite obvious to me. Um, and nobody's yeah. home. Where was Avril when she, when she ended her life? She was at home. Think oh about it. God. Yeah, that granddad wasn't there because he was dead. Exactly. <laughs> Another dead person. And interestingly, her like the hit song from this album, My Happy Ending. Um, and this was this was really quite like Nova Avril being like, "Hey, come up, come over, come over here, look at me." To all the true fans, to like to everyone who really believes this stuff, this is like baked into this into this whole song. So. Um, the the song has a lyric that says, why do you look so familiar? I could have sworn I saw your face before. Who knows? That's Avril talking about Melissa slash Melissa talking about Avril, clearly. And that song was released on the 16th of June, a.k.a. Gemini season. Oh, here we go. Exactly. It Another, was written in the stars all along. The, the Gemini, the twins, Melissa and Avril. It's exactly, it's written in the stars kind of complementing Avril's initial star sign of Libra, which is all about duality and balance. Gemini is about opposites, oppositions, shadow self, aka Melissa, your Melissa self. What is an inner saboteur if not Melissa? It's all, it goes all the way to the top. And by the top, I mean Melissa. Because Melissa's all, like, we... <laughs> Avril was a bottom and Melissa's a top. Do we know much about Melissa? Like, oh, I do. We... Do, do not worry. I have done my research, Amy Neal. You wait. Okay. You sit there, wait, patient. I'll tell you all about all right. Melissa. All right, great. Sorry to preempt you, but like yeah. this, this theory is is building in credibility. Like, exactly. I don't think you could look at that album and think there isn't a subliminal message here. Um, and you can definitely exactly. see that kind of power struggle of Melissa, sort of overcoming and overtaking Avril and making her mark on the world so um yeah this is really interesting James thank you thank you thank you so much um there is an an author's note at this point by the way that says that uh Avril could have died another way e.g illness or accident etc but the uh all the clues so far point to suicide so that's just sort of like a little bit of extra context for you 
So not necessarily suicide, but yeah, she could have had an illness, he said. So that's just something to think about too, you know. Or, and I'm sure you'll get onto this, could Melissa have been involved? Ooh, do you know what? I want to shut that down right now. I don't think she was. I think... I think this is all about higher powers, aka record labels. Melissa is merely a pawn in the game, as was Avril. So mm. I kind of, I do see Melissa as an opportunist, definitely, but not a murderer. That's how, okay. that's my interpretation of the whole thing. I mean, she's definitely a fame hungry girl, but, you know, There's this was very early on. Hungry girl. Is, this is my, like, internalized misogyny coming out here because I'm automatically blaming another woman but actually it's the it's the patriarchal powers of the music industry um and exactly you know, i mean melissa couldn't have been much older than avril herself at the time so you're trying to pin all this on a teenage girl amy what does that say about yeah. you i know Think about i it. need to check myself yeah i wish you would um also so her friend this guy called evan taubenfeld some silly american name canadian name um he was part of her band. He uh, left the band shortly after the first album was released. Um, shortly after Under My Skin was released, sorry, the second album. Clearly he had, he'd had enough. And this is where quite an intriguing part comes out because he composed a song, he composed a song afterwards, The Best Years of Our Lives. And the lyrics of this really point to something quite, quite terrifying and t- quite terrible and tragic happening. Um, September took me by surprise. September, the the month of Avril's birth, or also the month that he left the band. Um, uh, I was left to watch the change from the seasons. Change, aka Melissa. It's been so quiet since you went. Maybe Melissa's more of an introvert. Um, sometimes I wish I could move on. The memories will all fade away. Uh, I never thought I was going to lose my best friend. Why would he say that if Avril hadn't died? Because Avril was, Avril, in inverted commas, was still around. He had just left the band. Why would he say that? He clearly didn't take to Melissa. I mean, she's quite, I'd, I'd say she's probably quite a charmer based on her profession, but she clearly hasn't, hasn't won Evan round. Um, <laughs> and the, the author's put, very weird, do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> this is investigative journalism at its sharpest i think i know um, yeah this, this, this should be the what the film spotlights about not the catholic church this should be about melissa i mean like this is this is true investigative j- j- journalism if i say if i do say so myself i mean i i i shouldn't because i haven't done this but um still i'm gonna take credit for it so there is uh lots of compelling uh photographic imagery as well so Various photos show difference in eye shape, birthmarks, smiles, and style between Melissa and Avril. So people point to the fact that her eyes change shape, like she has a more, Melissa has more of a curved inner eye than, than Avril does, who is kind of more kind of cat-like in terms of the, the I don't know, how her eyes all done. Um, mm. And looking at the whole the whole thing, the whole thing, he's talking about her face, <laughs> looking at the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the main detail you notice is the nose. Um, apparently, so Avril's new nose actually did catch attention at the time. Uh, Life and Style magazine published an article about it. And a man 
an expert, a nose expert called uh, George uh, Leftkowitz, uh, compared the photos and concluded that her nose is not the original nose. It is in better proportion and is much more refined, he explains in the article. So could have been a nose job, but could have been a whole new girl. What's more likely? Because <laughs> Nova Avril was questioned about this nose as well. And she looked irritated and said she couldn't take the media harassment any longer. Quite a clony thing to say, if you ask me. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, you I... would deflect though, wouldn't you? You if you if you get asked like difficult questions like that that are gonna reveal your your true identity, then the easiest thing to do is to deflect and be like, no, the media's got it wrong. You're hounding me. All of those kinds of things. So I, yeah, I get it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> there's a really fantastic sentence here that says. Um, the nose made headlines, but people's suspicions were plastic. <laughs> A.K.A. she had plastic surgery. But I love that people having pl- ha- the idea of people having plastic suspicions. I think that's gorgeous. <laughs> All my suspicions are plastic. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, me too. To be honest, there's also um, other physicalities. Height. Her height is different. Avril Altura, A.K.A. Avril Original, um, is one point fifty five meters. And the official Avril, the new Avril height is 1.58 meters. Oh, wait, sorry. New Avril, new Avril is shorter than old Avril. And um, <laughs> a person can even grow, but decrease? Question <laughs> mark. Is it like, I mean, that's the thing. Do, do people really decrease? Well, do uh, they? I, no, they don't, unless they get really old. But or they've like, been cloned, and it's or not. Or they've been cloned. Cloned, and it's is not that, taken very well. Is that why New Avril likes wearing heels so much? Do you think? So exactly, thinking, exactly. The original Avril's eyes. The original Avril always wore all, always wore All Star sneakers. Nova Avril prefers heels because of this, because of the height difference. And obviously, as old Avril never wore heels, it's quite like a quite a devious cover-up by old Melissa, I'd say. Mm, um, very interesting. Also, apparently, the original Avril had a is mezzo. I, this might be translation error, but mezzo voice. Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Mezzo. Yeah. Mezzo. So I used to be in a magical choir when I was a teenager. Um, a magical and choir. Madrigal. So it was like old like acapella songs um that yeah it was like a like one of those like fancy ass choirs um and mezzo is lower so you've got like soprano then mezzo soprano then alto so soprano is like the top mezzo's in the middle and then right because lower yeah melissa's a soprano register and old avril is a mezzo which sounds like a meze to me. It sounds like something you get a pizza express. I bet she's and like sweating about that. Your voice doesn't get higher generally as you get older. It tends to get lower, doesn't it? Well, exactly, so... Amy. Even more compelling. Yeah. Interesting. Soprano register. Also, her autograph changed. The the reasoning behind this he's written is people who are replaced by doubles either have two have two options. <laughs> One, try to imitate <laughs> the old autograph. Two, create a new autograph. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, see how curious. Levine changed his autograph. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, there you go. That's, I mean, the plot thickens even Proof. further, to be honest. Um, and when questioned, um, Avril or Avril, in quotations, are interviewed directly asked her if she was a clone. <laughs> Um, she is silent and lowers her head. <laughs> there's no ab- there's no sort of abject denial. It's more kind of like a, a kind of mournful acceptance. Um, oh. And I think the crime of the crime of this is this is a visual medium, but um, I can put this in the show notes or something. I can send this to you, Amy, because there's a there's a picture of um, Avril uh, standing proudly with a picture of a girl on her top, and Many will uh, go. Many go unnoticed, says he says. But if you pay attention, you will see that there is a picture of a girl with her eyes closed, apparently dead in her blouse, on the top. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say the word reach, blouse. but it could be a girl dead in her blouse. But it looks more like a kind of, I don't know, like an H and M top. But um, it would obviously represent Avril dead, or worse. It could be the real photo of Levine's dead body. <laughs> it is in oh fact God. unrecognizable, but we have to consider two things. One, that Avril would be without makeup, with her hair cut and tied, and with a few days of deceased, which already changes your appearance. <laughs> a few days of deceased. Exactly, which would, to be fair, <coughs> would change your appearance, so I'm not going to argue that. Just coincidence? Be it a representation or a photo of Avril herself, the fact is that it is at least a little weird. (laughs) Imagine if you had been in some way responsible for someone's murder and then you just went out with a picture of their, like, decaying corpse on your (laughs) T-shirt. I actually think that's great. (laughs) I mean, this sort of does change my opinion of Melissa, actually. Now Now that I've reread this and been like... If she was proudly sporting a picture of a several days deceased Avril Lavigne on her top, <laughs> on what looks like a red carpet, <laughs> it's quite it's quite kind of egregious, isn't it? Really, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you this picture. I'll tag it in the show notes so you can have a look. But um, can you see that? I send it to you on WhatsApp. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. Other messaging oh. brands available. Oh, you, is that... you didn't mention that it's a weird corset top that's like... Oh, well, I, did, I sort of goes without saying, doesn't it? She was always wearing weird shit like that. <laughs> um, She's quite no, defiant. I... It looks a bit she like Harley Quinn. <laughs> it seems weird that, like... That... <laughs> it, just, it seems weird that they would put her hair in bunches after she died. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like having your hair put in bunches after you've died is like the equivalent of your mum getting your old school photo and putting that on the like funeral program rather than an actual like nice picture of yourself um so (laughs) your mum decorating your corpse to make you look a bit more cute yeah that's what she would do like there is absolutely no way that i would be like lying in my coffin looking like like a genderqueer like amorphous blob like a she'd get me posthumous liposuction to make me look thin finally um <laughs> she'd get rid of this just, mullet and like i'm just imagining a nice like wig on. <laughs> i'm just imagining going to your open casket and you're like instagram snatched you're like like 
with that Squidward filter on your face, but in real life. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be in like a nice little like V-neck top um, with, you know, like some bootcut jeans or like something like that. Um, like a nice kind of like golden brown eyeshadow, like... Yeah, oh, there's absolutely nice. no way that I'm going into the like burning furnace of the crematorium looking like I look now. Absolutely no way. Samabad ready, but Samabad for hell. <laughs> exactly. Sliding down that pole all the way to hell in Montero. Absolutely. And do you know what? Like, I think I'd obviously, obviously be like initially quite shocked by that, that Lisa had done that to you. But I, I think it would take me mere minutes to come around to the idea. <laughs> but like... <laughs> This is what she would have wanted. Her <laughs> hair and little bunches. <laughs> and then maybe actually I'd print that image onto a uh, corseted blouse top and wear it at the NME Awards. So maybe maybe Melissa be, isn't all that bad. I would be angry if you didn't. Reasonable. Like um, I would haunt you until you did that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, when fair. I die, <laughs> when I die, I want um, my picture to be printed on T-shirts, but I want them to be like lads on tour T-shirts. So you've got to have oh, like yeah. um, a comedy nickname on the back of them. Come Guzzler. Yeah. And <laughs> Amy's, Amy's in the ground. <laughs> Amy's going in the ground and I'm Come Guzzler. The <laughs> gorgeous like snatch picture of you. Really heavily yeah. made up. Yeah. yeah. Contoured to death. Literally. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> Kate's like jizz What's nostrils or something yeah <laughs> hey millennials too busy being a hashtag woman in tech to feed yourself properly are you a girl boss with a nutrient deficiency have all your teeth started falling out due to stress from having to make gorgeous infographics about racism for the investment bank you work for well we can't solve the hashtag patriarchy, but we have created the next best thing, a nutritionally complete meal supplement to keep you going all through the day while you're killing it. Say goodbye to food and hello to Bin Juice. The creators of Bin Juice were looking for an easy shake to save them time, money and thought so they could slay all day. After years of science and lab testing, they stumbled upon a totally organic and natural source of everything a boss lady needs to get her through to one o'clock. Bin Juice is a naturally occurring, self-fermented drink. Bin Juice's natural superfood properties are enhanced using an expert blend of rotten meat, human excrement and damply steaming tea bags all combined to provide its natural fragrant notes. Drinking one pint of bin juice three times a day instead of a meal will provide you with all of the nutrients you need with none of the carbs so you can make sure that you always fit into the pencil skirt that tells the exec team that this girl means business. Bin juice is best served at room temperature for an authentic taste so you won't even need to move away from your standing desk to prepare it. As a feminist podcast committed to women in business, Sticky Leaks is offering all of our Girlboss listeners the chance to sign up for a monthly subscription of Bin Juice. For only 12,000 bitcoins a month, you'll receive a shipment of Bin Juice straight to your door. So all you need to do 
is grab and go and get paid girl with your bin juice oh my god hey flop it's me olivia rodrigo the world's most successful teen pop star now that billy eilish has aged out of relevance you probably know who i am but if you don't i'm not explaining it to you because you're probably old and you like songs like green sleeves or katy perry Ugh. anyway my boyfriend left me for this elderly 22 year old so i wrote an album about it all the songs are written in lowercase cause teen and i sing like this <laughs> Go to iTunes.com and enter code STICKY for 50% off. <laughs> Just kidding, what's iTunes? Just ask your phone, it's on there already. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and stream my new album, Sour, now. I mean, unless you're in your 20s or something, because you're probably too busy scoping out a burial plot. <laughs> Not me, I was born in 2003. Um... So in summary, so the ten, the ten sort of like points of this theory are one, different faces, mainly the nose, in brackets confirmed by specialist. Two, Avril measuring one point five eight meters in two thousand and two. Avril measuring one point five five meters in two thousand and four. In brackets, people do not decrease in size. <laughs> Point three, the voice of the new Avril, besides being thinner. It cannot reach the same no notes that the old Avril did in songs. Example, in Complicated and I'm With You. Imagine four. being described as having a thin voice. Isn't that horrid? <laughs> having a skinny legend voice. Um, number four is the subliminal messaging on the CD of Under My Skin, the cover, booklet, lyrics of the songs, and more messages hidden in the clips of the music videos. Number five, the that Evan dude leaving the band and making a song about lo losing his best friend. <gasps> terrifying six the handwriting changing in the autographs seven the sudden change of personality way of being style etc so that's i think that just basically means she's wearing heels now um <laughs> and number eight the old avril said she would never wear cute fashion clothes in the diva style <laughs> she hated singers who Same. did this she repudiated the term diva this new one dresses and, and receives the title of diva and does not care. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they, they've described Melissa as this new one. <laughs> this new one they've brought out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your work bestie leaves and gets replaced. And you're like, fuck are you? <laughs> this is the jump from Sims 3 to Sims 4, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just like a kind of, it's glossier, but it's sort of a bit hollow inside. Um. Mm. The old Avril says it would never display the body for cameras. <laughs> the new one does this in clips and photo essays. <laughs> and 10. The old Avril said it would never adhere to pop style with dancers doing choreography on stage. The new one does it all. <laughs> Pointing specifically to Hello Kitty. Remember that? Uh, do, do you not remember the song? She did like a Japanese like Harajuku's kind of style song. Like, it's like, hello, Shit. hello, kitty, kitty, you're so pretty, pretty. Oh, it's, maybe. Yeah. I probably blocked that out. She got a lot of stick for it at the time because it was, like, fresh off the back of everyone suddenly realising that Gwen Stefani's album was a bit racist. And then Avril, like, comes uh... out a few years later and goes, like, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, it wasn't, it wasn't great for her and it wasn't a very good song. So, like... Timeline wise, she, I mean, she's getting sort of like recognition around 13 years old with this singing contest she wins, goes through all the kind of 
all the famey kind of stuff. Gets a bit ahead of herself. Her granddad dies hours before a show and yet she still goes on stage. And then obviously it all became a bit too much and she took her own life. Melissa steps in and tries to subliminally hint that she is not Avril from <laughs> through album art, etc. As a way of either leaving a breadcrumb trail out of loyalty to the old Avril or out of sheer kind of ballsy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really understand why she would do that personally. Why would she want the fans to speculate? Like surely she I mean... just want to replace her cut and dry and get the checks. She would, but what if she lives for the drama? Like... Yeah, true. Do we know her star sign? Well, so... I've, I've done some digging into this Melissa character. Mm. And I my kind of usual go-to is to type in celebrity name star sign. And it pulls up a specific site where, where you can kind of get all the uh, essential facts. So mm. I did this for um, Melissa Vandella, as she is known. Um, <laughs> and this is what came up which is honestly fantastic so melissa vandella is singer alleged <laughs> melissa <laughs> vandella was born on not known at not known melissa vandella belongs to christianity religion <laughs> <laughs> so her current actual age against her star sign is zero years zero months and zero days old but she is listed as alive so oh my god this is like bella goth it is like Bella Goth, isn't it? It actually yeah. is. Like, nobody knows where she's come from, but she exists. But she's hollow. And she's slightly different and unnerving. And she has certain characteristics on this site. Like, a lot... Like, she doesn't have age or birth or, like, time. But she does have hobbies. <laughs> and she is linked to certain celebrities romantically. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff... Profession singer, alleged... Origin, not known. <laughs> alive or dead, alive. Pet, not such, apparently. Um, not body such. type slim still, though. And it's got her actual exact measurements. <laughs> 28, 27, right. 32. So it's got... <laughs> and her exact height and weight. They, these are all clearly clearly right. laid out, but she don't, they don't know when... They don't actually know if she is... She exists. <laughs> but they do oh, have her... <laughs> You're they like, care more about me like through a pandemic to check out my BMI, <laughs> and I was like, guys, <laughs> I mean, like things to worry about. We don't know for sure if this person exists, is alive, <laughs> is a real person, but we do know her her exact weight <laughs> and BMI. Um, her face shape oval, eyes blue eyes, nose sharp, um, dimple status no, beard not <laughs> applicable. Status. <laughs> but then attitude her nature is conscientiousness her character is good human and positive it just says positive fairness oh so a positive a trait about her attitude is just her fairness her negative is not known so either that's quite either she doesn't have any negative traits or that's quite a threatening thing to say because who knows who knows what she's capable of so the marital status is not sure, even though she does apparently have a spouse, a husband, but he's not known. And she has been romantically linked to Christopher Mintz Plass from Superbad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> wow. Again, so the core facts of this 
are that she's a Christian, that she's a slim Christian with a medium build, and she has been romantically linked to McLovin. (laughs) And then, and finally, um, (laughs) her hobbies are listening to music, you know, duh, food, continental, obviously, continental food. Well, actually, music loves all forms of music, so she's she's not really that picky. And then finally, uh, sports, basketball. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, quite like, a comprehensive a picture. She she literally is a sim. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so weird. How how do they know all of these things about her, but they don't know? where she was born they don't know or when she if, was born they don't know if she is a actual human but they do know yeah they, they do but know she about likes her basketball her love of basketball <laughs> <laughs> she's i mean i can only conclude that melissa wrote that herself and tried to come across as quite normal um she's like <laughs> what do humans like oh yeah basketball and mclovin and what do humans care about me being um, conscientious, fair, and thin, <laughs> and and Christian. I mean, fair enough. Like With a sharp she's nose. like she's been put through the algorithm, hasn't she? She and... absolutely has. <laughs> and this is what's come out, and like she's just tried to create a persona that everyone will like. <laughs> like <there's... laughs> I mean, Every- everything on there, like everyone likes. To a certain extent. and I mean, do you like basketball? I mean, I don't hate it. I've never watched it, obviously. But, like, it's, it, it's, I guess it's one of those sports that, like, isn't bad. Well, it's, obviously, this is trying to appeal to, like, American audience or slash Canadian audience. And I guess yeah. basketball is quite popular over there. As is Christianity yeah, and, and got... being thin. <laughs> exactly. And you've got, like, the, the fun, kooky side um, to appeal to, like the arts community in McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> um, <and then laughs> a very popular and then you need, film like, actor. The sports side, don't you? And like yeah. basketball's quite a good one. And then all music. Just all of it. <laughs> and continental cuisines. <laughs> continent. Just mu- cu- what cuisine from the... What continent are they talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Just from the continent. <laughs> Is that just like across the board European food or... I don't know. I mean, that's what we usually... If it, you say from the continent, this continent, yeah, but do Americans call their food continental? I don't know. Maybe they do because they're like, well, maybe Canadians do because they're like French. Oh, I see. I'm not sure, but like North America is a continent. I mean, either way, it's so, a pretty, va- it's a pretty vast uh, selection of interests and food mm. types and music types. Mm. So she equally loves pop punk kind of emo music and grimo classical vaudeville everything. She she's a kind of she's a classic American gal. But um, I think you've actually already hit it on the head. And look, I think she is a sim. I think she is what happens very much as is as with Bella Goth. Uh, someone literally right clicked on her, copied her, pasted her, and when the old one died, they were just like, there we go. She's ready to go. Don't speak to anyone. Just don't be weird. Maybe don't wear that picture of the dead Avril on your T-shirt. But, you know, Melissa's got a mind of her own. Um, And even though she doesn't exist and she's ageless, she's very much alive. She's very much thin. 
She very much loves basketball, McLovin, and being Christian. Um, and that's it. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. I wonder whether that, like... <laughs> I wonder whether, like, her having that picture of Dead Avril on her T-shirt is, like, that character breaking through a bit. So it's like, you know in Us, when they've got, like, the like the tethered... And they yeah. have like these these weird moments of like them kind of appearing and getting upstairs. That was like her trying to communicate, but then she was like put straight back in line um, into this like vacuous kind of shell of a person. Exactly. So we she, do, she... we do see like subliminal messages like through the album and through the songs and and stuff. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it's massively under the control of of the music industry. I mean, in a, yeah, ex- exactly. She kind of is a bit of a tether, isn't she? And in the same way, I mean, famously, this is also true of uh, people like Paul McCartney and Eminem. They're also dead and clones. That's true. That's mm. you know, in the same way that Melissa is of, of Avril, they have, probably have their own. I'm, I'm assume with names like I don't know, Patrick and Charles. Um, Clones are probably likely waiting in the wings for pretty much every big celebrity so that people can still continue to make money from them. I think the only, unless you die at 27, apparently, you're allowed to just sort of be dead and like let that be a thing because that's kind of like in its own way marketable and profitable. And you'll get some Mm. kind of like uh, doc about you sorted out, like a Janis Joplin or an Amy Winehouse. But Mm. if you die at any other age apart from 27, before you're, you know, a bit more established aka 19 like avril was then clone clone ya it's clones instead yeah i mean fair enough if they put like you like if you look at if you're a music industry person um and i know you are so you'll understand this yes thank you like uh as part of your like marketing stuff you you invest a certain amount of money into someone and they must have been looking at their roi on a on someone who hadn't even done their second album that they'd already been paid for and was mm. thinking, nah, we need this. We need to get the figures back into the black, and um, we cannot let this this person die. And we need to continue this person's career. So, yeah, prov- exactly. Creating a clone was like a small kind of a small thing they could do to get massive gains out of it. So, yeah, you're right. Exactly, and I think. I mean, obviously, the music industry is is probably it's, it's all capitalist. It's all an evil nightmare. But in a way, it makes sense. She still gave us that second album, which is still really good. So, who's really the bad guy here? You know, mm. Melissa is just a soulless sim doing what she can do to just to keep afloat with her slightly different uh, nose shape and birthmark history. But I would imagine like several other celebrities are probably clones as well that we don't know about. Um, so yeah, Paul McCartney, Eminem, probably Stephen Mulhern. And uh, Dick and Dom, I'd say as well. Anyone else? (laughs) (laughs) I'd imagine all the loose women, probably clones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like that, uh, is it Sarah Khan who said the other day that she wanted to fuck a dog? Like, that is her clone going going AWOL. (laughs) Like, that was a poorly programmed, like, clone there. That was a sim with a trait loves animals, but also with a a trait... (laughs) hopeless romantic <laughs> and they kind of like sadly merged together and she just couldn't help but telling everyone on live tv that she wanted to fuck her dog 
yeah it's it's obviously unfortunate but i mean it's just the way that things work in a capitalist society i mean yeah. if we get really successful from this podcast and become really profitable and then we both if, die when when sorry um then you know i'm imagining our like they won't really consult our fan and uh, they'll just clone us so it'll be up to yeah. phoebe to find out if we're real or not <laughs> i mean she is a doctor so she could do that in fact yeah but she's she chicken doctor clone us. she's only a chicken doctor though we'd have like the like the kind of personalities of chickens and that wouldn't be very good but chickens are quite back <laughs> to us as well aren't they so that's true that's the, that's a new game show format. Are you more vacuous than a chicken? I fall for it every time. Of course I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Avril Lavigne wow. is ha, did die, and is was a sim cloned, and is now a woman a woman named uh, Melissa Vandella. She is an ageless. Uh, I'm gonna put her down as a Gemini because of that. That's when that song kind of was released, and I guess that you could call mm. her that her that her birth the passing of the torch if you will gemini season i'll put her as a gemini but apart from that she is ageless and but is crucially alive and christian so there you go well i'm my head spinning i hope Um, so but (laughs) yeah (laughs) well Um, thank you james for revealing the truth do you know Um, what you're so welcome it's really interesting to kind of hear that story play out and it just has so many messages for, you know, the music industry and society and fans of um, Superbad. So, um, yeah, this was really yeah. one. This was really like a, a one for the uh, the fans of Superbad. So we yeah. got you guys. Yeah. Have you ever seen that film? Uh, yeah, obviously. Oh, I went to the I, cinema I've to not. see it. Oh, I, I used yeah. to be heterosexual. So I wasn't even that heterosexual. I wasn't that heterosexual when I was heterosexual. <laughs> I've literally, wow. I've, I've never seen that film and I never fucking will. Okay, goodbye. I'm going to make you watch it one day. <laughs> I'd sooner fucking Bye. die. You can make my clone watch it. How about that? Yeah, your basketball loving clone. <laughs> we can watch it after going to see a basketball game. Oh, cute. Love that. <laughs> Love that. See you All right. Super Bowl. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!